Oh, hey, welcome back, everybody. It's NFL Insights with Brennan Rampey. Uh, we're heading into week seven. Brennan uh, got back to the land of the winning, although barely last week, going seven and six. Hopefully he can uh, continue to improve. We are going to jump right into it with the three and three Ravens welcoming in the two and four Browns. Take it away, Brennan. So the Ravens, it has to be really frustrating to be a fan or a player of, on a fan of this team or a player on this team because they could easily be 6-0. They blew a 21-point lead against the Dolphins in the fourth quarter week two. Then they blew a 20-3 lead against the Bills, and I think they were up 20-10 to against the Giants, and they lost all three of those, and that's brutal. And uh, Lamar Jackson has been playing really well this season, uh, despite a mediocre supporting cast once again. But the good news for Lamar Jackson is that uh, they signed veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Wide receiver Rashad Bateman is listed as questionable, but probably should play. This was just revealed a couple minutes ago. J.K. Dobbins is undergoing knee surgery to uh, to do some cl- to clean up his knee a little bit, so he's going to be out. But they still have Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis. Uh, the Browns. It's been a struggle the past couple of weeks. Uh, the offense has been has been reliable, but the defense hasn't. But the offense was shut down by the Patriots last week, and the defense was lit up by Bailey Zappi, a third-string rookie quarterback who passed for over 300 yards, and they, they're they about to play Lamar Jackson, so I have no idea how they intend to contain him. It's, uh, it's all going downhill for the Browns right now, so I like the Ravens to win this one. Okay, and I know it's early, but I think this might be lock of the week. We have the one and five Panthers welcoming in the three and three Buccaneers, and uh, big news out of the Panthers camp this week. Mm-hmm. That, that's correct. Uh, the Buccaneers. I picked the Buccaneers to be my lock of the week last week against the Steelers team with no secondary and a rookie quarterback, but uh, they failed to do that. And I know Pickett was. Uh, Knocked out of the game and Mitchell Trubisky came in to finish it, but that was bad. But thankfully for them, they're about to play the worst team in the league, the Panthers. They already fired Matt Rule. They have they have an interim head coach in Steve Wilkes. They traded Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals the day after they lost to the Rams. After Anderson had a heated arg- after he after Anderson got into an argument with his wide receivers coach, and then Wilkes he Wil- Steve Wilkes then sent Anderson to the locker room. He was traded the next day and. We had a feeling that that Christian McCaffrey would be traded before the deadline, but we didn't think it. No one thought it was going to happen during the middle of a game yesterday, and that's exactly what happened. McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers in exchange for a, for twenty for twenty twenty three a twenty twenty three second round draft pick, a third round draft pick, a fourth round draft pick, and I believe a twenty twenty four fifth round draft pick. So that was a lot of picks they got back in exchange for McCaffrey, and yeah, this team is pretty much in full tank mode now. The C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the top college quarterbacks right now. Stroud and Ohio from Ohio State and Young from Alabama, and that seems to be the Panthers' main focus. And uh, I know this it's going to be it's going to be a painful season, but all this losing will be for the best of this franchise as they have really struggled to find a quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, P.J. Walker will get the start for this game. Baker Mayfield still hurt; he's listed as doubtful. And yeah, it's going to be a really painful season for the Panthers and I don't really know if they're going to win another game. It is my lock of the week and Brady Tom Brady is 4-0 against the Panthers since joining the Buccaneers, so I'm going to take the Buccaneers and it's my lock of the week too. 
Okay, let's head to Cincinnati, where the Bengals at three and three will be welcoming in the surprisingly competitive three and three Falcons. Yes, the the Bengals are three and three, and uh, they're tied with the division lead with the Ravens. Although the Ravens did win over the Bengals, but there's still plenty of opportunities to win this division. I am surprised that the Falcons are three and three, and uh, they have been in nearly every single game, and uh, most notably the the blown lead against the Saints. They could they could be four and two right now, but but yes, they're very competitive. It's been very surprising. Marcus Mariota played really well last week. He was thirteen of fourteen passing, which was crazy. And the Bengals had a hard time beating the Saints, even though they were the Saints were without their top three wide receivers and Marshawn Lattimore. But but they're home. The Falcons are without a couple of cornerbacks. And uh, yeah, I just think the Bengals are going to win this one. Okay, let's head to Dallas, where Dak is back, and the four and two Cowboys are welcoming the one and four Lions. So the Lions were actually the number one offense in the league through four weeks then, but that was until they traveled to New England to play the Patriots, where Bailey Zappi and and the Patriots destroyed the Lions 29-0, to I believe it was. I was just stunned by that score. I, did, I thought it would be a close game, but I didn't think it would be a blowout, and I didn't, and no one thought the Lions would be shut out either. But they've had over, they've had a bye week to recover, but they're still dealing with a lot of injuries. Wide receiver DJ Chark is out, and their rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams still isn't healthy yet. Um, yes, Dak Prescott is back. For, Dak Prescott is back for the Cowboys, and that's great for them. Cooper Rush played really well and almost let a comeback against the Eagles, but three interceptions uh, cost them that game. And I'm curious to see how he plays because Prescott did have thumb surgery, and it might take a while to get uh, used to to that or it, it might take a while to get used to playing football again. But the Lions are a bad team, unfortunately, for a millionth time. And the, the Lions under Dan Campbell have never won a road game ever. Not yet. It hasn't happened. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Interesting fact. I did not know that. All right, let's go down to Jacksonville, where the 2-4 and four Jaguars will welcome in the 5-1 and one New York Giants. How do you see this one playing out? Is this the week that the Giants' luck comes to an end? It might. I'm, I'm really happy the Giants are 5-1, and one, even though I'm a Vikings fan, but it really has been surprising and because they've been injured for weeks. Uh, Aziz Ojolari has played in some games and has missed other games. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney have been out for weeks, and... They're once again out, but that didn't seem to, that hasn't seemed to be an issue recently in comeback wins over the Packers and and Ravens. But but the Jaguars they're two and four, but they have been very competitive in every single game. They almost beat the Colts again, but fell just short. And the Giants are in Jacksonville this week, which means it's going to be pretty hot in down there in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, they haven't really played in the heat all that much, so. So Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony are both out. And in addition to that, linebackers Aziz Ojolari and O'Shea Nixibinez are both out. So that will, uh, they're not, their pass rush won't be as great, despite having still having some talented defensive players, such as players on the, on the defensive line, such as Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Leonard Williams, and, De- and Dexter Lawrence. This is going to be a close one, I think. But 
I feel like the Giants' uh, luck has to run out eventually, and I think it will here. I'm going to pick the Jaguars. They're 3-0 at home as well, as well, all-time versus the Giants. So that's why I'm picking the Jaguars. Okay, let's head down to Tennessee. A very important divisional game. The 3-2 Titans welcoming in the 3-2-1 Colts. Yes, this is a very important Yes, this is a very important a divisional game, and it honestly might be for the division, even though we're just in week seven. The Texans are one of the worst teams in the league, even though they've fought in every game. They're, they're still one and three and one, and the Jaguars are two and four. So yeah, I think this is for the division. The Colts are dealing with some injuries once again. They are expected to get Jonathan Taylor back, but linebacker Shaquille Leonard is still out, as and defensive end Quiddy Pay is also out. The The Titans were on, were on their bye week, so they had time to recover they just barely won against the commanders Carson Wentz threw an interception even and they were just about to score a touchdown too they were on like the three yard line or something so yeah this is going to be a really close one the Colts have had a bit of a losing streak to the Titans actually Uh, I believe they have lost uh, four straight to them I'm trying to think yeah I think that's right so that's a bit of a trend going on and uh until they prove they can break it, I guess I'm going to pick the Titans here. They did have that week of rest, so I think that's what's uh, that's why I think they have the advantage. I guess I'm going to take the Titans. Okay, let's head down to Washington, where the two and four Commanders will be welcoming in the shell of themselves three and three Packers. How do you see this one breaking down? I feel like this. I feel like this one could be close. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be out for four to six weeks, having after suffering a fractured finger which he needs surgery on. So Taylor Heineke is going to start this game. He started every single game, not every single game. He started almost every game last year. And uh, they're dealing with some injuries themselves. Cornerback William Jackson III, who has requested to trade, is out. Defensive end Chase Young, who's pretty much the face of this franchise right now, hasn't still hasn't played yet. He's still on pup, physically unable to perform. And wide receiver, wide receiver Deami Brown and tight end Logan Thomas is out and wide receiver Jahan Dotson, their first-round pick, is questionable. So yeah, the Packers blew a lead to the Giants Week 5, and uh, I thought most people thought they would recover against the Jets at Lambeau, but but no, they got destroyed. They lost 27-10. to Rodgers got sacked a lot. Uh, the special teams was once again bad. There was a blocked... A blocked field, a blocked field goal, and I believe, and there was a blocked punt returned for a touchdown. So it was bad all around, and the wide receiver room is really banged up right now. And I just have to imagine that there will be that they are going to add uh, a wide receiver at some point, whether it's in a trade or in free agency. Wide receivers Randall Cobb and Christian Watson are out, and Sammy Watkins may or may not play. So at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Taylor Heineke, and uh, they're really banged up, but the Commanders have been pretty bad this year, and the Packers haven't been themselves, but I still think the Packers will win. Okay, let's head out to uh, the Mile High Stadium, where, is it still called that? Where the 2-4 and four Broncos will be welcoming in the 4-2 and two Jets. Uh, pretty surprising to be talking about the Jets being 4-2. and two. Yeah, it's been weird this season. The Giants are good and the Jets are good. So yeah, the the Jets, they destroyed the Packers at Lambeau. That was uh, something else. Uh, A wild card appearance is definitely possible. But there is some concerns. Uh, Wide receiver Elijah Moore requested a trade after after being targeted zero times 
last week, and the Jets are the best they've been in a decade, and I really don't understand why you're requesting a trade. The team is winning. So I, I would be happy, but he isn't. The Jets say they're not going to trade him, but we'll see. There are other another another wide receiver of theirs, Denzel Mims. He requested a trade back in the summer, but they didn't grant it to him. Moore is inactive this game, so maybe Mims will get a little bit of an opportunity. The Broncos, they're bad, and on top of that, they're boring. They were up ten to zero in the at the end of the first quarter against the Chargers uh, last week, and um, yeah, it, it, Russell Wilson was starting to look like himself. He had a he was uh, forced out of the pocket. He had a nice throw on the run to Jerry Judy. There was a deep pass to KJ Hamler. And Russell Wilson had a really nice touchdown pass to rookie tight end Greg Dulcich. He was wide open. And they were starting to look really good. And then it all went downhill from there. They blew it. And they only scored six points after that, both of which were field goals. And yeah, I think after, I know it's only six weeks, but I think Nathaniel Hackett is in real danger of being one and done. Russell Wilson is questionable with a hamstring injury, but I think it would be a much, if he wasn't playing, I think it would be a much bigger deal uh, than it is right now. So yeah, the Broncos offense has been bad, but one thing that isn't is the defense. It's been keeping them in games. It's one of the best units in football right now. This really is a toss-up, but um, the Broncos are at home, and they have that. That's where they've won their two of their that their two wins have come at home. So uh, I guess I'm going to pick the Broncos, but not all that confident about it. And you're right to not be confident. And is it so cold, mild high where they play? I think so. Uh, okay, let's turn our attention to what uh, I'm sure you'd like to refer to as a battle of the suck, where the 1-4 Raiders will be welcoming in the 1-3-1 Texans. Yeah, the Texans, we expected this, but the Raiders have been a pretty big disappointment. They've blown two leads, that, almost like the Ravens. Well, the Ravens have blown three leads of 10 or more points, but the, Ra- the Raiders blew two leads of... Uh, 17 or more. They were up 20 to zero to zero versus versus a depleted Cardinals team at halftime week two, and they blew that. And I kind of had a feeling it was coming because no lead is safe against Patrick Mahomes. But they were up 17 to zero against the Chiefs week five at at Arrowhead, and they blew that one. And at the very end of that game, there was a bit of a there was a bit of controversy as wide receiver Devonte Adams shoved a photographer to the ground. That photographer filed an assault charge but in my opinion calm down it wasn't assault you were kind of in the dude's way and this isn't expected to be res- to be resolved until after the season so Adams will play uh, Hunter Renfro is expected to play Darren Waller is an unknown that guy can't stay healthy but um, both teams were on a bye but the- and the Raiders are at home which gives them an advantage I think and uh, I think they're I think they're gonna win they I think they're gonna be motivated and angry after blowing that lead versus the Chiefs. So I think the Raiders will win. Okay, let's head out to L.A. where the Chargers at 4-2 and two will be taking on the 3-3 three and three Seahawks. So yeah, the Chargers had the, the nice comeback win against the Broncos. It took a lot of effort, but they did it. And um, but, th- but this will be a lot more of a challenge because uh, uh, Keenan Allen is a game-time decision, but as said, he f- would feel more comfortable um, returning after their bye week, which is right after this week, week eight. 
And um, Keenan, yes, yes, Keenan Allen is a game time decision, probably not playing. And wide receiver Josh Palmer has just has been ruled out due to a concussion. So that pretty much only leaves Mike Williams in terms of the wide receiver room. And for the Seahawks, the defense has been terrible all year long, but it uh, it they they played really well against the Cardinals, although they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins or Robbie Anderson. Anderson wasn't on the roster in that game, but yes, they won 19 to nine. Geno Smith didn't play great in that game, but overall he's been playing pretty well. And uh, if the defense can play like that and Geno Smith can take care of the ball and the offense scores points, they could be a bit of a surprise team and the NFC West is up for grabs. So because the Chargers seem pretty banged up in the wide receiver room and the Seahawks aren't, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Sounds good. Okay, this is one of the better games on the schedule. Uh, became a lot more interesting with uh, the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, the 3-3 49ers welcoming in the 4-2 and Chiefs. So the Chiefs lost to the Bills at home. Patrick Mahomes had two crucial or, yeah, critical. Inter- he had two interceptions that pretty much cost them the game. It took me three years, but I picked against the Chiefs correctly for the first time. Uh, but the Chiefs generally don't lose... Uh, back-to-back games and uh they're going up against a 49ers team that's pretty uh banged up uh they are expected to get to get left tackle trent williams back perhaps the best left tackle in the game in addition to nick bosa but defensive and eric armstead is out and javon kinlaw the the defense their defensive tackle has is going to be on ir for a couple weeks and yes they did just get christian mccaffrey but they pretty much like just got him so he's gonna have to travel there and he hasn't probably going. He's probably going to have a very little. He's probably going to have not that much knowledge of the playbook, so he might play, but he might not play a whole lot. And uh, yeah, a lot of the the 49ers injuries are still mainly on defense, and that's not great because when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, and he's definitely going to be motivated to get to get a win after they lost. So could be close, but I like the Chiefs to win here. Okay, and let's go to Sunday Night Football with 3-3 three and three Dolphins uh, possibly getting Tua back, uh, welcoming in the 2-4 and four Steelers, who, despite having been decimated by injuries, they're never going to quit on Mike Tomlin. No, they're not, and we saw that last week when they somehow beat the Buccaneers. Uh, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but um, that was an impressive win, and uh, that Kenny Pickett did leave the game after suffering after being evaluated for a concussion. He will be playing this week, and Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. He also suffered a concussion, the really bad-looking one in Week Four. But after two weeks, he's expected expected to return, and uh, yeah, that'll be great for them. Uh, Skylar Thompson was the, who was the, who originally got the start for the Dolphins last week against the Vikings, but he suffered a finger injury. That knocked him out for the remainder of the game, and Teddy Bridgewater came off the bench and passed for over 300 yards. The Dolphins do have lots of talent at on, on offense, most notably Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, in addition to Mike Gesicki, who caught two touchdowns. So yes, this Steelers team is going to be, it might be a tough game for the Dolphins, especially because Pickett and pretty much everyone in the secondary is back, in addition to Pat Frymuth. The Steelers can definitely win this game, but the Dolphins have lost three in a row, and I think they're very, I think they really want to get a win, so I'm going to pick the Dolphins. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with uh, another lackluster uh, matchup on Monday Night Football with the uh, three and three Patriots welcoming in the two and four Bears. 
Justin Fields, for all intents and purposes, a rookie going up against Bill Belichick uh, seems like a mismatch. Yep. Uh, Bill Belichick really is the, I think he really is the greatest head coach of all time. I mean, after Mac, they were one and three with Mac Jones. Then he suffered a high ankle sprain and everyone was like, this team is is heading towards a top five pick. I know it's still early, but, but Bailey Zappi is undefeated as a starter. They destroyed the Lions at home, who were the number one offense, 29 to zero. They shut them out. And then they traveled to, to the Browns. They traveled to Cleveland to play the Browns. And then they shut that they shut them down too and, and zappy through for over uh 300 passing guards mac jones could come back soon uh very soon but uh i, st- I don't think it's going to be this week and uh the bears have been pretty poor on offense throughout most of the year especially last week against the commanders on thursday night football where they were near the end zone like three or four different times and they only had no their one touchdown was a long touchdown pass to Dante Pettis whenever they got there they either turned it over or failed to convert on fourth fourth down so uh yeah Bill Belichick is great at defense and the Patriots are at home against this Bears team and uh the Patriots shut down the number one offense in the Lions and they shut down the Browns so I'm sure Bill Belichick will have no problems putting something together for Justin Fields I'm going to take the Patriots here Okay, there you have it. There's Brennan's picks for week seven. Uh, don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL and head over to QBList.com to read his content and all the other great content that's there. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again.